Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi Mani Mamma by Ram Goldari and Tirim Masekhus Ksubis Daf Mem Zain, the fourth parak, Narashini Spasasa. The Zikhu Masekhus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the thing is, we're going to focus on number one is Tanah Brais Ha'ab Inu Oko Peres Bechai Bito. A father may not consume the produce of his daughter's property in his daughter's lifetime. Rashi explained earlier that if a minor girl inherited property from her mother's family, it's put in a trust for her. Yosef of Yudah says, Hab the father does consume the produce of her property. The Gemara says that it's understandable that the Rabbanim are talking that the husband can consume the produce of his wife's properties. Deem can meme them for if he could not, then he might hold back from redeeming his wife if she were captured. But as for a father, would he ever hold back from redeeming his daughter even if he did not have the right to consume the produce from his daughter's property? The Gemara answers that Rabbi Yosef Yudah holds of Nami Min that the father might also hold back from redeeming his daughter. For he might think a purse full of money is held for her in trust. Let her go and ransom herself. Pointing to the Gemara seeks to compare Machlok as whether a chasan acquires the rights of the produce, clothing, and kalim written in the Ksuba if his call dies after Erison, to a Machlok as whether a call collects the Tosefus Ksuba, the additional monies added into the Ksuba if the chasan dies after Erison. The Chamu holds she does, and Rebelezer ben Azari holds she does not. For the husband only added in those monies on the understanding that he would bring her in as a fully married wife. Kumar rejects the comparison of these two Malchokas and concludes that both parties in the first Malchokas may hold, like Boazim and Azariah, that the Kala does not collect the Tosefus Ksuba, even though they disagree in a case where the Kala dies before Nesuin. The one who holds the Chassan does not collect Peros Ksus Vekelim is clearly like Boazim and Azariah. And the one who holds that he does collect them can still be like Rebelezim and Azariah. For Rebelezim and Azariah can hold that the Chassan only made the commitment of the Tosefus Ksuba on the understanding he would marry her. But perhaps regarding the commitments made by the Kala side, the Chassan, even Rebelezim and Azariah would admit that they are binding Mishuma Chituni out of the satisfaction of the establishment of familial ties with the Chassan's family, which are accomplished after Erison. And point number three was taught in the price regarding the terms Shera, Ksusa, Va'unasa that are mentioned in the Ksuba as part of the husband's responsibilities. Shera, El Mazonos, her She'er is sustenance, her Ksus is her clothing, and Onasa, Zo Onaha Torah. Her Ona refers to conjugal relations at their appointed time as prescribed in the Torah. Rabbi says, Sheira zo ona. Her share refers to conjugal relations. Ksusa, her ksus refers to clothing. Onasa el mazonas. Her ona is her sustenance. The Bryce includes the psukim brought to support each position. Continuing on the next stop, Rabbi ben Yaakov says, the juxtaposition of Sheira ksusa teaches, Lufum Sheira ten ksusa, according to her flesh, give her clothing, meaning give age appropriate clothing to her. Do not give a young girl clothing meant for an older woman, and vice versa. The juxtaposition of ksusa onasa teaches lefum onasa ten ksusa according to the time of year. Give her clothing. Do not give her new clothing in the summer and worn clothing in the winter. So once again, the three points are number one. It was taught in a brisa of eno ocho peres bito. A father may not consume the produce of his daughter's property in his daughter's lifetime. Rashi explained earlier that if a minor girl inherited property from her mother's family, it's put in a trust for her. Rabbi Yosef of Yudah says, Hab bito. The father does consume the produce of her property. The Gemara says that it's understandable that the Rabbanim are talking that the husband can consume the produce of his wife's properties. For if he could not, then he might hold back from redeeming his wife if she were captured. But as for a father, would he ever hold back from redeeming his daughter even if he did not have the right to consume the produce from his daughter's property? The Gemara answers that Rabbi Yosef Yudah holds of Nami Min that the father might also hold back from redeeming his daughter. 
for he might think a purse full of money is held for her in trust. Tezel of a Sifrok let her go and ransom herself. Pointing to the Gemara seeks to compare a machlok as whether a chasen acquires the rights of the produce, clothing, and kalim written in the ksuba if his kal dies after erison, to a machlok as whether a kal collects the tosefus ksuba, the additional monies added into the ksuba if the chasen dies after erison. The Chamu holds she does, and Rebbe ben Azari holds she does not. For the husband only added in those monies on the understanding that he would bring her in as a fully married wife. The Gemara rejects the comparison of these two Malchokas and concludes that both parties in the first Malchokas may hold, like Rebbe ben Azariah, that the Kala does not collect the Tosefus Ksuba, even though they disagree in a case where the Kala dies before Nesuin. The one who holds the Chasen does not collect Peros Ksus Vekelim is clearly a Rebbe ben Azariah. And the one who holds that he does collect them can still be like Rabbi Lezim and Azariah. For Rabbi and Azariah can hold that the Chassan only made the commitment of the Tosefus Ksuba on the understanding he would marry her. But perhaps regarding the commitments made by the Kalasai to the Chassan, even Rabbi Lezim and Azariah would admit that they are binding Mishum out of the satisfaction of the establishment of familial ties with the Chassan's family, which are accomplished after Arison. And point number three was taught in the price regarding the terms Shera, Ksusa, Va'unasa that are mentioned in the Ksuba as part of the husband's responsibilities. Shera, Il Mazonos, her Shera is sustenance, her Ksus is her clothing, and Onasa, Zo Onaha Torah. Her Ona refers to conjugal relations at their point of time as prescribed in the Torah. Rabbi says, Shera, Zo Ona, her share refers to conjugal relations. Ksusa, her ksus refers to clothing. Onasa, el mazonas, her ona is her sustenance. The price includes the psukim brought to support each position. Continuing on the next stop, Rebbe Yaakov says, the juxtaposition of shera ksusa teaches, lufum she'ira ten ksusa, according to her flesh, give her clothing, meaning give age-appropriate clothing to her. Do not give a young girl clothing meant for an older woman and vice versa. The juxtaposition of ksusa v'onasa teaches lefum onasa ten ksusa according to the time of year. Give her clothing. Do not give her new clothing in the summer and worn clothing in the winter. All right. So now we go to simidaf memzayin and her standard simid is a maze, a maze. So here goes the corn maze property the daughter inherited that her father had no rights to was acquired by her chasm with her parents ksus and kelim when she unexpectedly passed away after erison after getting lost in the maze. Just as the rub was preparing the ksuba and was writing the words, Shere ksusa v'onasa. Once again, it's a motion. The corn maize property maize, that must be Murandaf Mem Zion. The corn maize property the daughter inherited, that her father had no rights to, which reminds us, we have a malchokas if a father can consume the produce from his daughter's properties. So, the corn maize property the daughter inherited, that her father had no rights to, was acquired by her chasen with her parents, Ksus and Kalim, when she unexpectedly passed away after Erison, when she got lost in the maze, which reminds us, we have Malchokas, whether a chasen has the rights to Paris, Ksus and Kalim, if the Kala dies before Nesuin, and the more compares this Malchokas with Malchokas, whether a Kala gets the Tosefus Ksuba when the chasen dies after Erison. So the corn maize property the daughter inherited, that her father had no rights to, was acquired by her chasen with her Paris, Ksus, and Kalim when she unexpectedly passed away after Erison when she got lost in the maze, just as the rub was preparing the Ksuba and was writing the words Shera Ksusa Va'onasa, which reminds us we have different opinions regarding the meaning of the terms Shera Ksusa Va'onasa. So once again, the corn maze property the daughter inherited that her father had no rights to was acquired by her chasen with her Paris, Ksus, and Kalim when she unexpectedly passed away after Erison when she got lost in the maze. Just as the Rav was preparing the Ksuba and was writing the words Shera Ksusa Va'onasa. All right, so now it's time for Four Bra'ba Chazara. Daf Mem Gimel. So the Simmer Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine.
So here goes. The daughter's room was filled with all the magazines she bought, with the money she made after her father's death. Which reminds us, Rabbi Vina asked Rav the daughter's being supported by her brothers from her father's estate, to whom do her earnings belong? Rav Shesha's answered they belonged to the brothers, but Rav Yosef challenged him, which Rav explains is based on a mission from which he learned, that her earnings are like what she finds, just as what she finds during her father's lifetime belongs to him, and what she finds after her father's death belongs to her, so to what she earns during his lifetime belongs to the father, but after his death belongs to her. So the daughter whose room was filled with all the magazines she bought, with the money she made after her father's death, had the Eva Kanani who was bequeathed to her brothers keep them tidy, which reminds us, it was said in the name of Rav, a daughter who was being supported from the estate by her brothers, her earnings belonged to her, for it was written in regard to an Eva Kanani, you shall keep them in your possession for your children after you to inherit. This implies only they are passed on as a heritage to your children, but your daughters are not passed on as a heritage to your children. This tells us that a person does not bequeath to his son the rights that the Torah grants him in his daughter. So the daughter whose room was filled with all the magazines she bought, with the money she made after her father's death, had the Eva Kanani who was bequeathed to her brothers keep them tidy who she tipped using the money she received from two kasubas after her father had married her off twice. Which reminds us, the next mission states that if one gave his daughter, who is a katana or a nara in Arison, and the chasen divorced her before Nesuin, and then the father gave her over a second time, and she was widowed before Nesuin, her ksuba from both marriages belonged to the father. If he gave her in Nesuin and the chasen divorced her, and the father gave her in Nesuin a second time, and she was widowed, ksubasa shalah, the ksuba from both marriages belonged to her. Rebuta says, harishona shalav, the first ksuba belongs to the father. The Gemara explains the malchokas. Daf mem dalad, so the simver daf mem dalad is mud. So here goes. The two stars for one field dated one after the other, lying in the mud. Mud? That must be more in daf mem dalad. The two stars for one field dated one after the other, lying in the mud, which reminds Rav Nachman said, Two stars for one field, and one is dated after the other. The second star nullifies the first. The Gemara asks what the reason is that the first star is Batal, and Rafam said that we say the recipient admitted to him that the first star was invalid. And Rashi explains that by acknowledging the need for a second star, the recipient is admitting the first star was a fraudulent. Ravaka said that we say the recipient graciously waived the lien that is inherent in the first deed. If the land is seized, he's limited to collecting from lands sold after the date of the second star. The Gemara brings three enough communities between the two reasons, the disqualification of the witnesses, the repayment of fruits eaten, and payment of the property tax. So the two stars for one field dated one after the other, lying in the mud, were discovered by Anarha Marasa, who was not conceived in Kedusha, but her birth was in Kedusha, which reminds us that we learned that Anarha Marasa, if conception was not in Kedusha, meaning that it was before her mother converted, but her birth was in Kedusha, meaning after her mother converted, Harzobaskiwa, she's Chayvskiwa, but she's not subject to stoning by the entrance of her father's house, since her father's a Jewish, nor is she entitled to the hundred cell of fine if her husband is found to be lying about her. The Gemara learns that the superfluous word Umesa, and she shall die, is coming to include one who's not conceived in Kedusha, but was born in Kedusha for Skiwa. And when the Gemara asks why this does not teach us that if her husband is found guilty of trying to defame her, he should be lashed and have to pay the fine, it answers Umesa, and she shall die. She was included for the death penalty, but not for the fine. So the two stars for one field dated one after the other, lying in the mud, were discovered by Nahomarasa, who was not conceived in Kedusha, but her birth was in Kedusha. When she noticed a young orphan girl sitting in the mud and crying because the one who defamed her didn't have to pay. 
the kanas. Which reminds us, we have Malchokas, whether Hamotzi Shemra al Yasoma is putter, whether one who defames an orphan girl is putter from paying the fine. Daf Mem Hay, so the Simmer Daf Mem Hay is Monopoly. So here goes. The three Naras playing execution Monopoly, Monopoly, that must be more in Daf Mem Hay. The three Naras playing execution Monopoly and try not to land on Father's house, city gate, or tight neck, which reminds us, Shio taught a brace of the Tat, Shosh Midos Benara. There are three types of execution with regard to a Nara who committed adultery as an Arusa, dependent on when the witnesses came to testify against her and how old she was at the time of the conviction. So the three Naras playing execution monopoly and trying not to land on Father's house, city gate, or tight neck were joined by a defamed Na'ara, who became a Bagaris, who was upset her accuser did not have to pay the Kanas. Which reminds us, the Gemara explains that in the case of a Narmarasu, who was a Nara when she sinned, but a Bagaris when she was judged, she gets skilled because her adulterous actions caused her punishment. And when she committed adultery, she was a Nara. Whereas in the case of the defamer, Akimus of Garmulo, the curving of his lips referring to his defamation caused him to be high of a punishment. And at the time he spoke, she was already a Bagaris. Therefore, he cannot be given the punishment for one who defames a Nara. So the three Naras playing execution monopoly and try not to land on father's house, city gate, or tight neck were joined by a defamed Nara who became a Bulgaris, who was upset her accuser did not have to pay the Kanas, and who had just come from a town with majority of idolaters where stoning was done at the entrance. A basin, which reminds us, it was time to Brisa, a Narmarasa that commits adultery, we stone her at the entrance of her father's house. If her father has no house, we stone her at the entrance of the city's gate where she committed the adultery, and in a city with a majority of idolaters, we stone her at the entrance. A basin. Daf Memvav, so the similar Daf Memvav is a cow that goes moo. So here goes. The Rachel going around town on a cow. Cow? That must be on Daf Memvav. Moo. The Rachel going around town on a cow telling people that Pony was warned not to commit Motsi Shemra, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Hazar la Motsi Shemra Monalan, from where do we derive the source for the warning of a defamer? Belazar says it's from the Pasuk Oseilich Rachel, you should not go out as a gossip monger. And Rabbi Nassim says it's from the Pasuk Benish Martin, be called Davara, beware of any evil Dava, referring to a word. The Gemara explains why each one did not hold of the other one's source. So, the Rachel going around town on a cow telling people that Pony was warned not to commit Motsi Shemra lost control and charged to a spread out clean new sheet that the girl's father was holding, which reminds us of whether the defamer must have had relations with her in order to be punished with Malchus and the fine, the Chamim hold, that he's punished whether he had relations or not, and Rebelezer and Yaakov holds, he's only punished if he had relations with her. The Gemara asks how the Chamim will hold that he does not have had to have relations with her, understand various psukim. When it asks how they understand the Pasuk Parshua Simla, and they spread out the sheet, it answers Rabbi Avo said, Pershuma Shasamwa. They clarify the accusation that he placed on her, as it was taught in Abraisa, that witnesses come from both sides, and they clarify the matter like a new sheet. So the Rachel going around town on a cow, telling people that Pony was warned not to commit Motsi Shemra, lost control and charged through a spread out clean new sheet that the girl's father was holding, which he had bought with the Kes of Kedushin. He received, which reminds the next mission opens the a father Zoha in his daughter's condition to receive the money. The more asked for the source for this, and after rejecting several answers, returns to its original source from the parsha of a Jewish ship who becomes a Nara, where the Pusik states, in she shall leave free of charge without payment from the superfluous phrase 
Without payment, it can be inferred in Kesev Adon Zeh, There's no payment made to this master, meaning no money is needed to purchase the girl from his Rishos, but there is payment made to a different master upon leaving his Rishos. And who is this? Her father. All right, now it's time to conclude their 10-question pop quiz. Number one. Which doctor we have Mokokas if a chassin gets the Paris, Xus, and Kalim of a Kala that died up to Erison? That's on Daf. Memzain. Good. Number two. Which of the that the Makor that the Fonda gets the Kesef Kedushin is Vayatza Chinam in Kesef? That's on Daf. Membav. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we have two different sources from where there's an Hazara, a warning for Motsi Shemra? That's on Daf. Membav. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we have two different reasons given as to why when there are two stars on the same field, the second star is Mavalto the first one? That's on Daf. Memdal. Good number five. Wish the thing that in a town that there are rove idolaters, the Namorasi get stoned by the entrance of Basin. That's on Duff. Memhey. Good number six. Wish the thing from the Pusik that in every Kanani is bequeathed to one's sons, but not one's daughter's earnings. That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have a Malchus? Whether a father has rights to consume the produce from a daughter's property during her lifetime. That's on Duff. Mem Zayn. Good number eight. Which stuff do we have in the Rabbi Shiva taught that there are Shosh Midos Benara, three types of execution for Nara Marasa who committed adultery. That's on Duff. Mem Hey. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have different opinions regarding the meaning of the words Shere Ksusa Onasa? That's on Duff. Memzain, good. Number 10. Which is how the Chabim will hold that the defamer does not have to have relations with her? Explain the Psukim, such as spreading out the sheet. That's on Duff. Memvav. Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.